I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. Patience is a virtue, and you'll need lots of it during the first half of Godzilla, which threatens to be a lizardly version of Waiting for Godot. First, there's Brian Cranston in full obsessive mode and Frightwig slowly sussing out a secret. No, he isn't obsessed with cooking meth, but with uncovering whatever it is Japanese authorities have been hiding on the site of a nuclear power plant that was destroyed by something, something, 15 years ago. Then there's the schematic struggle between Cranston's Joe Brody, who managed the ill-fated plant, and his son Ford, a military bomb disposal expert, who thinks his old man is completely bonkers. Ford is played blandly by Aaron Taylor Johnson. Elizabeth Olsen doubles down on the blandness as Ford's wife. When the film finally gets around to monsters on a rampage, you'll get both more and less than you bargained for. More because in the tradition of the 60-year-old series, Godzilla is not the only oyster in the stew. In this 31st version, humanity must also contend with giant mutos, massive unidentified terrestrial organisms that look like they were sculpted by Louise Bourgeois that feed voraciously on radiation with Las Vegas for dessert and are in the mood for mating if not for love. You can tell that from the atomic glow of their sexual organs. When these creatures are in heat, they are in heat. And less because the star of the show doesn't have anything to do until almost an hour has drifted by. Before that, we get plenty of speculation about whether he's mankind's scourge or savior. The latter notion is advanced by Ken Watanabe's Japanese scientist, who believes Godzilla has been aroused from his primeval slumber to restore balance in nature. He advocates letting the big guy duke it out with the lustful mutos, and duke it out they do. In a San Francisco where fires rage and panic spreads while skyscrapers fall like digitized dominoes. The climactic combat is very loud and pretty impressive when it isn't being intercut with strange Lovian silliness about a nuclear warhead that only Ford Brody knows how to disarm. The director was Gareth Edwards, who made a name for himself four years ago with a very modest alien invasion flick called Monsters. No one can accuse Godzilla of lacking plot elements or themes. The patchwork script resonates with the meltdown at Fukushima and the Indian Ocean tsunami of 2004. It borrows freely from official behavior in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, separates families, reunites them, finds Ford a little kid to protect when he's off on his own, and it offers the ingenious theory that the hydrogen bomb tests in the Pacific in the 1950s weren't tests, but attempts to kill mutos. But the more elements the movie piles on, the more diffuse and disjointed it becomes. Whether or not Godzilla returned to save us, his series may be finally beyond salvation. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews.